Hi, my name is Kimrajit Pooney and I am head girl of the Heathen School. During this pandemic, we have had less opportunity to speak with different employers, which is why me and the school officers decided to create a student's life. We will be hearing from inspiring former students who were in our shoes once upon a time. We will learn about their career journeys and life lessons in hope to educate students about the different career opportunities and show that there's not always one set way to a career. We do hope you enjoy this episode and the other episodes to come. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm Naman, and today I am speaking with an ex-student of the Heathland School, uh, Adam Mirza, and he has been in the world of work for a little bit, and he is going to share all of his lessons and experiences with us. Uh, so, Adam, would you like to introduce yourself? What is it that you do? Hello. Yes, my name is Adam Mirza, as Naman said. Uh, I'm 21 years old, and uh, I was actually at the Heathland School uh, between 2015 and 2017. Uh, so currently I work as a parliamentary assistant to Seema Mohotra, the member of parliament for Feltham and Heston. That's a, that's a very cool job to have. <laughs> uh, so you are a parliamentary assistant. What exactly does that entail? What do you do? So quite a lot, to be fair. Um, my job essentially involves things like diary management. Um, I've got to keep on top of policy emails that come in. Uh, I've got to direct them to whoever in the office that may relate to or whoever needs to see them. I've got to deal with you know, various events that come up and I've got to correspond with other MPs or ministers in Parliament, uh, as well as sort of wider constituency networks. So GP surgeries, schools, businesses, we've got to sort of keep on top of all of them and, and respond to their correspondence uh, and just make sure they're all OK and sort of have what they need. Um, so my, my boss, Seema, actually uses the term uh, the eyes and ears of the office. So I think that's quite right. a good way of describing the role. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so... You have a lot to do, then a lot of people to speak to. Um, so throwing it back to when you were here, what A-levels did you do? So I actually studied uh, history, politics and chemistry at A2. And then I did biology at AS when it was sort of more common to start with with four and then drop one. Um, mm-hmm. So I understand it was a bit of a weird mix. Um, but at the time, I was just really unsure about where I wanted to go. Um, and I guess the message I want to send out there is that, you know, not to worry if you don't know what you want to do coming up to year 12 or year 13 or even at university. I think the best thing to do is just sort of keep those options open and um, and just just see what happens, because, you know, if you don't find a path, the path will find you. Um, and you see <laughs> yeah. that, you know, across the country. Definitely. Yeah, because uh, I guess it can be a lot of pressure to be expected to know what you want to do for the rest of your life at such a young age. Uh, speaking of, at what point did you know that you wanted a career in politics? Um, so I guess broadly, I knew that I was interested around GCSE time when um, you know things were starting to pick up, and I had family that were semi-involved, and sort of you know the news was constantly on TV. So I was I was always sort of aware that it was around. Um, and at A level, once I took politics, I was pretty much sold. Um, following that university sort of really helped me and, and broadly in my mind I knew that it was it was a pathway I could take um it also mm-hmm. helps that we had the Brexit vote in 2016 uh oh, yeah. I actually missed out on voting that uh on voting for that by two weeks I think it was um so in my mind I was really annoyed I thought you know th- this had ruined everything and I really wanted to just get involved in politics from there and, and have my voice heard Oh, yeah, I, I completely understand that. Uh, actually, the upcoming mayoral election in London is going to happen a week before I turn 18. So I'm just going to miss that one, unfortunately. Yeah, so, well, my, uh, my advice to you would be um, 
crack on with it wait for the next one and uh, get voting <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah definitely very important uh and so you then did you know through year 12 and year 13 that you wanted to study politics at uni uh was that a difficult decision for you or did you just kind of know again sort of judging by my a levels um i'd started off with two science based subjects you know uh, i had biology and chemistry and i also had history and politics so in mm. my mind that was sort of the easiest way of having those two clear pathways of where i wanted to go um, and yeah, the way, the way that I sort of narrowed it down is a, I was terrible at biology. I mean, really <laughs> terrible. Um, I enjoyed it not to say I didn't enjoy it, but politics just came a little bit more naturally to me. I'd, I'd had a history of, you know, enjoying debating and sort of literature and, uh, and just being around sort of current affairs and that kind of thing. Um, and sort of something that we'll talk about later is, uh, the fact that I sort of have, discussed and have considered joining the army in the future as well um so you know having that knowledge of current affairs and being able to bring that to the table uh, would really help me in that in that aspect so yeah like I say it was one of those where the path came to me rather than me actively sort of pursuing it or knowing what I wanted to do but as soon as I took it at university again like I say I I was sold so you used to volunteer for labor right the labor party correct would you say uh how did that help you in uh getting a place at uni getting a job uh would you say that was a valuable experience what would you recommend to someone who was interested in a political career would you recommend the same kind of experience for them absolutely um i think it sort of got my name out there locally um and it was sort of a bit of a cv into my personal qualities um and i guess a declaration of interest in in the world of politics um Mm -hmm. so experience is definitely key for those kind of purposes um, but also just to see for yourself if you think you would be a good fit for for the world of politics and sort of the pressures of the job. Um, yeah, I'd say during sixth form would be, you know, a good time to start aligning yourself with values and policies that you agree with. Uh, yeah. Start looking into joining a party. You know, there's loads of events you can join and different examples. Um, we've got, you know, council meetings all the time. And without COVID, you know, there's a chance to go and sit in on them. Uh, at the moment they're getting streamed on youtube and so you know there's always opportunities to have your voice heard Um, and i guess the biggest one is also to to just contact your local mp or someone in your surrounding area Um, because the chances are you're going to bump into these people if you go to these events and if you show you know a keen interest i don't see why they wouldn't take you if they have the capacity Um, and then i guess moving on to sort of the university side of things i think the big key was as soon as i got there to look up what sort of societies there were what I could join beyond sort of sport, et cetera, um, and just see what, what, I, what I wanted to do um, and think about joining a party. So I actually joined the Labour Party when I was at university. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the funny thing was there's, there's a story that comes to mind where, you know, I went to university, the very first politics lecture that we had, um, there was a lecture theatre there of around maybe 200 students. Um, and we were asked, you know, who here is a member of a political party? Um, and out of those 200, we probably had maybe 10 people raise their hands. Um, and it's just something worth thinking about. I mean, we were all studying politics. Um, yeah. yeah, only 10, 10 out of 200 were, um, were actually a member of a party. So, yeah, uh-huh. I would say just get involved in local politics uh, at university as well. Take a keen interest. I mean, I looked into politics at Leicester and, you know, I, I did sort of do my bit as much as I could. Um mm-hmm. And just show that you can make that transition from education to work, because, you know, when you're working for an MP or in politics, um, it is just important to show that you can make that transition from the theory side of things and putting it into practice. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I imagine it was very helpful in um, 
getting your name out there in the community because politics is all, is all about connections. It's all about uh, getting to know people and people getting to know you. So I imagine that was very helpful. Absolutely. Um, um, yeah, I mean, if there was one thing I would say, it's it's that getting your name out there is is really, really important. Um, you might think that this person, you know, doesn't have the, the most exciting job in the world or it's not something that you would like to do. But just building that connection and sort of showing them that you can bring something to the table means they're more mm-hmm. likely to bear you in mind for, you know, jobs in the future or work experience or, or just to, you know, say a good a, a good word about you um, if, if an MP or any other organization sort of comes looking. Right. Yeah, uh, that's uh, absolutely essential networking. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so is that how you got your current job? To an extent, yes. Um, so I was, you know, I I met Seema a few times. Um, and mm-hmm. so I knew that there was, you know, I knew she was out there and I knew that it was a potential pathway. Um, when I sort of got into politics and, and the volunteering side of things, it was actually just before the 2019 uh, elections. Um, oh, yeah. So I was kind of lucky in that there was so much for me to do and sort of get out there, get my name. And, you know, I, I did everything. I was going from door knocking. I was doing leafleting. Um, I was inside the campaign office, sort of helping people out, answering their questions. I was taking people to the polling station on election day. So, you know, I, I, there was a lot of opportunity for me to get my name out there. Um, and in that sense, I was really, really lucky. Um, so in that way, that's that's sort of how I started. And yeah, in, in a sense, it was it was networking uh, in a way because there's so many different political figures that enter uh, the office. We even had sort of Sadiq Khan come to us uh, one day. Um, so I had a chat with him and it was really nice um, just to be able to get that insight and, and the people you meet is incredible. I mean, I don't think I'd have met half the people uh, that I have done if I hadn't sort of taken that step, walked into the office and and gone and asked to see if I could volunteer um, and then just grasp the opportunity. I mean, there was plenty of people that volunteered, but it was it was really about, you know, how much you did and um, how much it interested you because you know even things like leafleting and door knocking most people would say is is sort of a you know uh, one of the rougher tasks that you can get to do when volunteering but I just saw it as an opportunity to you know get out there get my name across to the constituents and also uh, really just sort of plug the party and what they were doing and, and the values yeah um, so in, in that sense it was really really good because it's all for a cause you believe in right Absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't work for for a Labour MP if I didn't believe in in the values of the party. Um, and, and yeah, it, it was really good to be able to do that and to, to live in a constituency where I had the opportunity to do that um, because not everyone else does. Mm, you ever meet any big names? You already mentioned uh, Sadiq Khan. Anyone else that you can tell us about? Um, I mean, to be fair, in terms of local constituency, uh, I've done a lot. I mean, we've met C- uh, CEOs of airlines. We've had chats with them uh, mm-hmm. based on aviation, uh, the aviation so- sector and sort of different issues that they're facing at the moment uh, with the virus. So, you know, we're after a, a sector-specific job uh, support package for them and a financial support package. Um, I've met with various MPs and sort of corresponded with them. Um, there's constant Zoom meetings. So people like Annalisa Dodds, the... Um, shadow chancellor of the exchequer um whilst in parliament you know we've been in in the canteen and there's mps all around you um it's really sort of a really really big opportunity to go out there and network um on the parliamentary estate potentially not so much because everyone's busy everyone's running around um but just networking with different staff even and 
and, and having that opportunity. I mean, we have a weekly meeting with Labour MP staff. So, mm-hmm. you know, you do build good connections to these people. Um, and, and yeah, it's definitely something that's helped me. That's, yeah, that, that that's very insightful. Definitely. Uh, I guess getting your name out there is important. Mm-hmm. So talking about you at university now, you studied politics and international relations at the University of Leicester, correct? Correct, yes. So I know uh, personally from experience, just from talking to other students, that a lot of people would be apprehensive to get a degree in politics just by itself because the guarantee that you'll be able to get a career in that field uh it's you know you you never know if you're going to be able to make it Mm -hmm. so would you say it's essential to get a degree in politics for the type of work you're doing uh would you what other kind of jobs would be available to someone if it didn't work out for them where you are right now um so i guess to answer the the first question um, mm. I'm going to go a bit against the mold here, and I know there's probably a lot of teachers uh, across the country who, who'd, who'd be shouting at me, but I don't think it's essential to have a degree to get into, you know, the, A, politics, and B, sort of the world of work. I think that we're sort of beyond that in 2021 now, where, yeah, A, we have other educational opportunities now. I mean, we have apprenticeships um, and just the possibility to sort of dive in at the deep end and work your way up. Um, but also the fact that a lot of these skills, yes, education would sort of complement them. But mm-hmm. I think the learning on the job aspect is unbelievable. I mean, in my year as an intern, uh, in between getting my job as the parliamentary assistant, I learned so much. And, you know, I got so much support and uh, the opportunity to physically see the difference that it was making uh, and being able to impact those decisions was, was really, really incredible. I do think university is something that that complements it rather than, you know, is a priority. I don't think you need to go to university anymore to to get a good job. Uh, you'll see that in sort of the increasing number of CEOs, for example, that simply didn't go to university. You'll see that mm-hmm. in the fact that, you know, organizations like the British Army, for example, don't require you to go to university to be an officer. You can, you know, you just need to show that you've got some form of educational experience whether that be on the job or in an apprenticeship or yeah, at university alongside, you know, a host of other skills. Um, but I don't think it's, it's, it's an exact necessity. Um, having said that you do learn a lot and it's important yeah. to be able to go there, a to, to grow as an individual potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and also to, to grow your sort of your idea of what you want to do in the future. Um, it's an extra three years to really delve into different aspects and look at different things. I mean, you know, you could be a politics student who's joined societies completely unrelated to your subject, but you find your passion there. Um, I mean, look at the amount yeah. of artists and sort of musicians that have gone to university and come out the other side and they've, you know, they formed a band and not looked back since. Um, <laughs> so that, that's just one example. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of other professions that would be available, I don't think a political degree or a, politi- a politics-based degree is, is, is what people think it is. Um, I think the opportunities are there to do other things. It's not just a, you know, you, you get this degree and there's no guarantee. Um, it isn't just working for an MP or being an MP that you can do. Um, I mean, just off the top of my head with with friends of mine that have been on the course, I know a few of them work for Hounslow Council currently. Um, mm-hmm. I know people that have gone on to start a business. I know people that work for local government. Uh, I've got a friend who's joined the GLA 
uh, in the housing department. Um, a couple of them have gone on to journalism, public relations, um, others in the civil service. And uh, I've got one friend who sort of works as uh, a, a researcher. Um, so there is there is so many options that okay. are political based. Uh, and I think it's not so much the degree that you take in, in this way. It's more the experiences that you gain and the skills that you gain from doing the degree. Yeah. Nice. And those all sound like very fulfilling careers where you help a lot of people. So I'm sure that's going to be good news for anyone who is considering a politics degree doing that at uni. Absolutely. Um, so you also are the director of your own real estate company. Uh, so <laughs> what, <laughs> what kind of uh, inspired you to start that up? So I think it's a bit um, it's a bit kind to say that you know I'm the director. Yes, I am physically the director of the company, but it is sort of uh, just something that, in between jobs and having left university, it was something that I'd kind of had my eye on, um, mm -hmm. and I've always been known to take on too much, um, and you know maybe not do it all as well as I can. Um, but no, the pro the property side of things was really nice because you know it was something that my dad had been into. Um, so he, he, he was really sort of the one who pushed me towards it and showed me that, you know, it is really fulfilling. And I've also got, you know, uncles and relatives who, who are also in the, in the industry. Um, so in that sense, it was really, really nice. And, and to have that independence coming straight out of university is not something a lot of people are able to do, um, and sort of stare at the deep end and, and, and start a business. Um, so that taught me a lot of skills and it is something that is sort of currently ongoing. Um, yeah because of the pandemic things had slowed down a bit so I, I was really lucky that you know i i managed to sort of find people to not run it but sort of take over and and allow me the space to kind of uh to, to move forward in politics um and it was more of a a side job that that should really be a main job but you know l luckily i've got a good team who are able to sort of run that side of things and and really help out and it doesn't you know it doesn't interfere with any of my other work at the moment okay that's good how did you go about uh, assembling that team so really it's about uh, headhunting and uh, finding like you say uh, building connections and and it is the most important thing i joined various different linkedin groups and you know uh, a few different people recommended their friends and it was just about finding a team of three or four people that would be able to really manage that project um, uh, in a way where I could show them my vision, show them where I wanted to take the project. I'd built it up to uh, to a capacity where it was able to sort of run itself. Um, and and now it's just sort of in the capable hands of the team and something that I can uh, something that I can look out for and um, just make sure everything's running smoothly. So it is really nice to be able to do that. But no, again, networking is really important. And it was it was the only way I was able to get such a good team. Mm, that's good. It's nice to have a uh, kind of backup, I guess. Absolutely. In case. Mm -hmm. So looking back now, now that you have the gift of hindsight, mm -hmm. is there anything that you think you would have done differently? Any choices that you would have, uh, I don't want to say regret, but any choices that you would have made differently, I suppose, whether it was at sixth form or at uni or just at your job? I think... I think looking back on, you know, every aspect of life, there's there's things that you could have done differently. And, you know, I'm sure, like you say, um, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Um, but looking at where I am and sort of where I've got to, I don't think there's anything I would potentially, you know, there's there's no regrets. What, once you've done something, 
um, you've got to stick by it and sort of move forward. Um, whilst you're at sick form, the opportunity is there to to retake things or to to do things in a different way. So make the most of those opportunities and sort of do things to the best of your ability. Make the mistakes that you need to make um, and move forward with it. I mean, for example, with the property side of things, I absolutely love it. It's incredible. Um, but looking back, yeah, I could say maybe I shouldn't have started it at the time that I started it. But if I hadn't, so I wouldn't have built the skills that I did today. So in that sense, no, I don't think I would have done anything differently. Um, I think, at, you know, at every stage, I sort of was able to consider what I wanted to do and build those pathways, you know, science or politics, property or politics again, um, or you know, what, what I actually wanted to do in the political world, because as we mentioned, there's so many different jobs you can go to. Um, I, I found the opportunity to volunteer. I took it and yeah, I, I'm really happy with sort of where I've come. That's, that, <laughs> that's excellent. I'm really glad uh, things worked out for you that you can, you're in a position where you can say that, that you have no regrets. What are some of your ambitions for the future? So I would say, I've essentially got tunnel vision in that there's, you know, there's one career path that I want to take and I'm really lucky to to work in a job where, you know, the progression is pretty much sideways and upwards. There's no other way you can go. You can't go down. Uh, things can only get better with, with more experience and with more sort of skills mm -hmm. and, and like I say, the experiences that you have. Um, so I want to sort of move up that parliamentary ladder now uh, to a point where I've got enough experience to, kind of be able to support constituents in my own right. Um, when the time is right, I would like to look into becoming a local councillor um, and working my way up from there into uh, sort of UK politics. Um, and on top of that, my sort of long-term aspiration, like I said earlier, is to look into the army. Um, so that is, that is yeah. a potential career path for me. It's one that I've considered. Uh, I actually have already started an application. Um, and I what uh, about that is appealing to you about being quite so young? for me it was a um, everything for me is about experiences and skills i think that experiences and skills are mm -hmm. worth so much to any employer um or to life in general and some of the experiences and skills that you get from from joining the army um you know various things ranging from you know the leadership qualities uh, that everyone would would say um things like the adventurous training opportunities and uh, you know different skills and tasks and, and it is just all about that skills based um sort of move where i want as much experience as i can have in as many different things as i can get them in um sometimes it may end up being too much but you know that's that's the way that I see myself going forward is building those skills, being, uh, building those opportunities really to go, go out and do things that I wouldn't normally do. Um, and I guess the other thing is I was also uh, a member of the army cadet force uh, between the ages of sort of 12 and 18. So, you know, it was, it was, it was always something that I would consider. Um, and I think it's natural to do that when you've been in that environment for, for six or seven years. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, all right, Adam, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, that was very insightful. I know personally, as someone who's quite interested in politics myself, I know that was very helpful for me. Uh, hopefully, we'll all be in a position where we can, you know, get out there and start volunteering and start uh, being active members of parties and communities, because obviously the situation right now is very conducive to that, uh, partly because of our political situation. Uh, but, you know, hopefully things will start to get better now.
Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for speaking with me. And I wish you all the best. In no your problem. Career. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was nice to um, to try and give something back to, to the school. Um, they've been good to me. And um, yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity to kind of be able to put in a good word for politics and, and you know, really show uh, what the job is about and, and what, what people can look into, uh, especially in the current climate. So, no, I wish everyone all the best, uh, hoping they stay safe and hoping you stay safe also. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much.